You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome to a new week to the fundamentals of the Talmud. This is actually a subject that I stayed away from researching for a while. And I think it was a subject that spoke to the situation that we we have found ourselves in, uh, which is an outbreak of disease. And what is, we know that we have pikuach nefesh, but what does the Talmud say about this type of situation? Uh, and besides, obviously, the pain and suffering people are going through, what is the halachic response? So there is a, a piece of Talmud about this, um, and you can see it starts, this is a quote from, and Tainus, I'm going to tell you the page, as you can see here, Kaf Aleph Amad Aleph, 21a, towards the very bottom of the page. It's a Mesechtas Tainus, and this is where it starts. Ton, as you know, we already know what this is, Tafresh is a Brisa. A brisa which is connected to the Mishnah. Here's the quote from the Mishnah. I should have started here. And we're going to go back and look at the Mishnah and get a, a greater sense of everything in, in about a, in a minute. But this is where the place of the Talmud starts. Dever. Dever. Now we know the word Dever. We we know that from the, the ten makos. Um, there, of course, the Dever was connected to the animals that died. Yet we know there was also dever uh, that was unleashed against humans. Uh, in the end of Sefer Shmuel, the, especially the way it's described in Tiber HaYomim, the deaths that occurred in Yerushalayim were called a dever. Similarly, in Parshas Bechukosai, when it talks about God unleashing all sorts of illnesses and, and death that the Jewish people will suffer for, it's called Dever. So Dever is not just the Dever of you know the, what happened to the um, to the animals. In fact, the translation of pestilence is something that is, I guess it's, an, it's a sort of an awkward old-fashioned translation, but it could have happened to people as well. The Dever there was Dever um, um, towards animals. In fact, there are Mepharshim that say that when the uh, Haggadah Shal Pesach says Zehadever, um, if you remember uh, in the Haggadah, it's a pretty famous piece when the Haggadah speaks about all the uh, the Makos, just to, for you to get it in, in, in perspective. Yeah, I still have a bunch of Haggadahs here on the table. <laughs> so if you remember, biyad chazaka zu adever. So biyad chazaka, and it says God took us out biyad chazaka. God took us out and with a strong hand, and we say at the Hagodah Pesach based on Chazal that God took us out with dever. Now the pasuk only quotes in the Hagodah; it only mentions dever on animals. So as the Mefarshim explained, there was actually dever in all the makot. In other words, Dever was actually the death of humans that was occurring throughout, that there was actually human death. And that's what Dever is. It was animal death specifically there, but it was there was actually Dever throughout. So Dever is really 
humans dying. Now, what are they dying from? They're dying from, we would say, a disease. Now, we know a lot more about diseases than they did in the time of the Mishnah and the time of the Torah. But these were diseases that were unleashed. When diseases are unleashed, the Mishnah had said, we have to react. Where is, how do we know deaths are dever? Meaning it's a sign from God. So we obviously should go back and look at the Mishnah now, if you're confronted with this page. Because this is a quote from the Mishnah, and right here you have etc. That's the that's the term for etc. Bechulu chavav with a little semi strechel here. That means etc. So if I look at this page, oh, I want to go back to the Mishnah. Let's go back to the Mishnah. Let's turn the pages back to the Mishnah and see what we're talking about. Now we know that we've got the next line, the next word. We have another Rosh Tevos. Um, and these Rosh Tevos tell us, tough Rosh, we know what that is, everybody, right? Tanu Rabbanan. There's a Bryce that's going to expand on the Mishnah. Remember the cousin? And this is a, a very similar cousin we're going to see from the Bryce. So we, we got a Bryce coming up, but we've got a Mishnah that was quoted here. So if you're confronted with this page, you get out your Mishnayas. Okay, well, I've, I have got I've got a Mishnayas for you. Where's where's the Mishnayas that I have ready for you? The Mishnayas I've ready for you is right here. Let's take a look. Here's the Mishnayas. So, watch how we work a little bit backwards. Here's the Mishnah that our Gemara was quoting. Okay, this is, uh, okay. This is from the third parak of Masechtas Tainus in Mishnayis. Uh, in the Gemaris, actually, it's a weird thing. They're actually printed differently. The Seder of the Mishnah is different than the Seder of the Gemara. Uh, let me just point that out to you. If you take a look, you'll see a very strange thing. Uh, if we go back up here, look what it says here on the top. Wow, that's right, Parak Shlishi. And that's also, I, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes there's a there's a difference between Mishnayas and Gemara. But here we go. Hmm. So here's the Mishnah. The Mishnah that we are quoting is this one. V'chein ir shigesh bo dever. A city that dever has, has become unleashed in that city. Okay. O mapolet. Mapolet, well, you guys can guess what that is, something from like the Shorish Nafal, something that's falling. Mapolet means buildings are falling. Now, today we would say it's it's tremors are occurring, right? Buildings fall over. Maybe the earth shook. Did they understand that these were slight tremors? Or was it, we don't understand why these buildings collapsed? Today, there's been investigations into the bridge, into the building, what happened? But we have a city that dever was occurring. Or people were being buried alive in their homes. Okay, what's the response to that? Okay, so you would say, well, people are dying from an illness. Let's uh, let's uh, figure out what that is and try to cure them and keep people safe. Or mapolet. Uh, there's people in those buildings. Get out of those buildings, right? 
but it's interesting. What is the uh, what is the attitude of the Mishnah here? The Mishnah is what is the halacha? Ota ha'ir, the city that that occurs in, mitane. Hmm. They actually engage in accepting of fasting, mitane, right? Tainus. <laughs> That's what this is the parak of. Mitane, right? They should actually go through fasting. U mitraat. Okay. Matraot, right? Or matriot, right? What is mitraat? From the Lushan of Trua. Trua, of course, we know is a sound that the shofar makes. Remember? Tkia is that one blast, and that Trua is the broken blast. So there's fasting and seemingly taking the shofar out and blowing the shofar in that bla- in that broken way, which of course we know on Rosh Hashanah does stuff to us when we hear that, right? We feel the pain uh, of ourselves and that sound is meant to create an emotional, it's, a, it's an emotional salvo within ourselves to sort of like react so when these things are occurring, when these things are occurring, we have a special sort of prayers. Not the regular davening. Mit'aneh umitra'ot. There's tainus and trua. Okay. And v'chol svivosero mit'anot. Hmm. Not just that city. But everybody around that city, svivov, like saviv, right, means to go around, right? Everybody knows what a, a dreidel in Hebrew is called savivon because it goes around. Saviv, ayesev, like at the very beginning of Parshas Bishalach, God took us around and around the Mount Way, not straight to Israel. Haseba, we talked about that right before Pesach a lot. So, um, Savivotel means places around it. Mitanot. The places around it also fast. But it's interesting, below Matriot. They don't go as far as the original city. So again, what have, what have we seen in our Mishnah? We're going to get to the Gemara soon, but first we, we went back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said a city that has an outbreak of a plague. People dying in buildings. That city readies itself. Now, again, of course, we're not talking about what the medical people do. We're not talking about what the first responders do. We're not talking about what the um, professionals are doing. We're talking about what everybody who isn't a professional is doing. And that person is going to, uh, the Jews in that city are going to fast, which means they're going to proclaim a fast day. And there's going to be the blowing of the shofar, which, of course, isn't just blowing the shofar. It isn't just, like, for example, again, I, I'm not trying to make any uh, negative comment about it. But we know, of course, you know, on Yom HaShoah that the, 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 uh, there's the siren that everybody stands. That's a very powerful thing. But that's not what we're talking about. It's just blowing a siren and everybody hears the shofar. It's obviously a company, as we're going to see in a minute, with tefillah with intense prayer. The prayer is is punctuated and expanded from the blowing of the shofar. The blowing of the shofar, just like on Rosh Hashanah, the whole prayers go around the, the Rosh Hashanah uh, 
of what, what's happening, right? The prayers are about that. So in, in the same way, um, the same way, uh, on, on, on these special days, the blowing of the shofar is sort of like to help punctuate and push the prayers to the places, the emotional place we want to get. Now, that's true in the city that it's happening. But what about the cities around it, Svivotecha? Now, we don't know how far they are from them, but they're close enough. They're considered the surrounding cities. So the surrounding cities, let's say, you know, we have some Chicago people here. I guess that would be Aurora, you know, Naperville, right? I guess, if you know, we're talking about being in a different city. Chicago and Skokie might be one city. But, right, here in, 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 in Jersey, so maybe that would be, you know, if we're in Elizabeth, so that would be, let's say, Rahway and, and Linden and Garwood, um, Cranford, perhaps. The cities that were not in that city but not far away, cities that surrounded it, those cities would also declare a fast day, Metanot, but lo matriot, which is interesting. In other words, it's happening in one city, the cities around it, the Mishnah says, don't go as far. They don't do the trua. And Rabbi Akiva has another, here's Rabbi Akiva in the Mishnah. Rabbi Akiva, I know there's a hey here, not an aleph. We'll talk about that at a different time. Rabbi Akiva Omer, he disagrees. Remember, if the name comes first, that means he's arguing. He's arguing with the, with the first opinion. What's he arguing? He's saying, I say the cities around it Matriot, they have the intense prayer punctuated by the shofar, by the shofar, the low mitanot. But they don't fast. The low mitanot, they don't fast. Okay. So that sets the tone here. That if if there's a if there is a outbreak of this dever or mapolet, the, the city organizes itself, the spiritual organization is this. Now we get to the quote that we saw in the Gemara page. Ezehu Dever. What is Dever? Ir Hamotzia. Let's see the Mishnah. I'm going to see the Bryce in Ir Hamotzia Chamesh Meot Ragli. Now remember, today we would say a city is a, you know, in, in today's terms and of, of population, we think of a city of 10,000 people. Oh, that's a city, right? If it has less than 10,000 people, we probably just call it a town. If it has 100 people, we call it a little nothing. Not in the time of the Talmud and the Mishnah. Then, and even in the Middle Ages, towns of a couple hundred people were considered pretty big cities. So, if you have a city, Hamotziah, the people who leave their houses and enter into the city, that's what Motziah. In other words, every day you could find in this city the people who leave, not they don't leave the town, but Hamotziah that sort of like exudes from the town. The people who leave their domiciles and go into the city to to work in the stores, to work in the fields to create the network that is a city. What is that? Chamesh meot ragle. 500 pairs of feet. <laughs> That's not a thousand people. Chamesh meot ragle is 500 walkers. 
500 walkers, 500 people. Okay, so this, let's imagine a city of 500. Okay. And now, with those 500 that started in the city and were part of the thriving aspect of that city, and what happened at the end of the day, or at the end of three days, this is a mistake here. And then I guess it's not a mistake. It's all three days. So let's take a look. Now, 500 people live in the city and there are three dead. Over the amount, over the period of three days. Ze acharze, ze acharze. Meaning, so let's say on Monday, the reports that were of the 500 people that were living and functioning in the city, one died on Monday. On Tuesday, another died. On Thursday, a third died. So we have three deaths in three days. Now, you can do the math if you're a math person. Three out of 500 is what percentage? Well, one out of 100 would be 1%, right? Uh, one out of 500 would be um, <laughs> point, uh, 0.20%, right? It would be a fifth of of a percent, I believe. But that would be one out of 500. This is three out of 500. So that would be, if you do the math, that would be um, uh, 6.60 of a percent, I think, right? So it's not one. It's less than 1%. Five would be 1%. Three would be three-fifths of a percent or 0.6% of the people had died. That would be a dever. Again, uh, again, uh, um, in terms of what's happening for us, um, the deaths of Corona, I don't think are close to that, right? Uh, yet, I don't think that's what it is. If it's a hundred thousand have died, I think in America, um, there's a hundred thousand deaths. Bad of how many people, right? So we're not talking about a point six percent. We're not talking about uh, six tenths of a percent. If six-tenths of percent of the city die, and they die in this fashion, that's called dever. And that means we need to act. That is what this Mishnah is telling us. Okay. Um, uh, let's take a, the, um, take, let's take a look now. So now that we've seen the Mishnah, we have a, a perspective of what we're talking about. Before we just go back, I just want to show you that this idea of Masrian, of of using of taking the shofar out and fasting, um, there were a uh, a number of situations that the Mishnah talks about where this occurs. Um, we're talking here about Dever Mapolet, but it obviously affected when there was a, uh, a an agricultural uh, scare. An agricultural scare would also bring this to the to the front. Um, here is uh, an example. 
just to show you, Tzmochim Sheshonu, when the stuff that's growing doesn't seem to be, they can tell from their observations of what was growing in the in the ground that the plants were not growing properly, they would also they would fast and begin the davening, the intense prayers with the shofar. Um, and you can see here as well where it says here in the Mishnah where the rain has gotten to the vegetables, to the plants, but the rain doesn't seem to be affecting the trees. The trees seem to be in danger, or the opposite. The plants seem to be in danger. So, or, there's not enough water in the reservoirs. These are all situations where the same thing that we learned about just now, the intense prayers uh, would be offered. The intense prayers, uh, fasting, that was part of it, misanos, the fasting that occurs. And and the type of fast, of course, uh, just to get a sense of what type of fasting it was. We go back into the Mishnayas to take a look at what, what is that, what are those fast, what does that fast mean? And again, I, you need to go back to the Mishnah to figure out what sort of fasting are we talking about. So just to show you what it means that we start fasting. So this is the fasting that the, has the chauffeur blowing along with it. Now, what does that mean here? You, this Mishnah, the very the Mishnah Aleph, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Vav. Let's take a look. Um, this is when rain was. They they were worried about the rain was late uh, in 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 the winter, and they were worried about the crops. So first of all, what does the fast mean? The fast means Oakland Vishosin Mivodyo, meaning you can only eat while it's the calendar day of the day before, which means it's a fast like Yom Kippur. Okay, in other words, you could eat and drink while it's still day, but as soon as it becomes the evening of the fast, then nope, you have to stop eating. Also, Asurin Bimalocha. It's a day people don't go to work. Again, obviously, emergency services have to be working. But normal people, not normal people, people who don't, whose work is not crucial, would not be working. They also wouldn't be bathing. They wouldn't be, right, rechitza. Sicha. We know what that is also, right? That is anointing. Nilas hasandal, a sandal sounds like the word sandal. Neila, of course, means to close, right? To be no ale, something is to close. But neila hasandal, of course, means closing up with leather straps your shoe. 
That's when Ilos Asana means putting the leather straps and wrapping it tightly around your foot and having that comfortable fit. That's when the Ilos Hasandal is. Sandals were, sandalum were made out of leather and they, they were, they protected your feet from all the bumps in the, in the, in the ground and other stuff that might hurt you and make your feet feel uncomfortable. So Niosasando was a way for your foot to feel comfortable when you were walking in the street. You don't do that on this day. So people would walk barefoot, feeling the pain on their feet. Tashmashamita, okay, we know what that is. Tashmish means to use, like a shamish, right? Shamash, <laughs> right? The use of the bed. That's a... Um, euphemistic way of saying sexual relations. Tash mishamita, meaning the use of the bed. That's what, right. And in shorthand, rabbinic shorthand, when we saw, we call that tashmish. But it's a, it's actually a, um, a, 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 a way not to be blatantly explicit. Tash mishamita, the use of the bed. Okay. So all that stuff cannot happen on this day. That we that we declare. What else? Noalin, remember, Neila means to close up. So Noalim here also means to close up. Eshamar Chatzos. You close up all the bathhouses. Now, this was a level of fasting before the Trua. So in other words, everything that I just read would happen if we felt there was a Dever outbreak. The community not only would fast, but this would also be true. In other words, by saying Masrian, it includes this as well, for sure. Because this happens even before it reaches a crisis mode. The fasting, when it is that fast day, the fast day includes all of this. Now, here is where we have the crisis mode. The Mishnah gives us crisis mode during a pandemic. Well, not pandemic, but the Dever. Let's see what that is. That means that this is where the rain still hasn't come. These are the, the, the difficult fasts. It's seven. Now, Gozer and Ode Sheva, and I have to explain this. <laughs> These fasts were seven in a row. And that's not what we're talking about with necessarily here, although it might be. Uh, that's because there was a calendar date, and they were saying the rain has to come. The fast days in the first chapter of Tinus are every Monday and Thursday. Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Monday. That's how you get seven. It turns out that there's 13 fasts for rain. That says, Now, when it comes to our Dever situation, which we've been talking about, the outbreak of death, it's possible, I'm not sure, that it's not Monday and Thursday. Maybe it's every day, or maybe it's, I would say it's probably still Monday. And th- my, my guts tell me it's still Monday and Thursday. And those are still, and why those days are special, we'll talk about soon. But the point is here about what happens on that day. Let's see here. Ma elu yiterot. 
How are these yeterot? And we're still reading the Mishnah to find out the context. Ma elu. How are these? Ma how elu these yeterot? How are these more? Yeterot al harishonot. How are these more on the earliers? In other words, these are pretty tough. How are these new fasts, these intense fasts, more intense fasts, more, you wrote, more than the first? So this is what the point is. Because remember, what did we just say? We said when it comes to Dever, Masriyan. In these, Masriyan. That's the idea of taking the shofar out, having that, those the emotional prayers. The stores are closed. Look at the difference here. When it's not so bad, what do we close? The movie theaters, right? Well, we close the 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 bathhouses. Yeah, okay. Bathhouses are very good. They give you the best clean you can get. But you can probably get a similar clean at home. It's not as fun. You can't put your whole body in the hot water. They don't, They didn't have big rooms. But you boil the water, you take a washcloth, and you wash your body. Okay, so you did something. But the bathhouse is more than a place to get clean. It was a place of enjoyment. Going to the bathhouse, ah, that feels good. I could sit in the hot water. Oh, pour some on me. Oh, I got a towel. There was a, it was a business. The Merchatz was a very big business in the time of the Mishnah and the Talmud. Uh, even in Shulchan Aruch, uh, there's many alochas about owning Amerikats and using Amerikats. Again, we, we take it for granted. We could just go to our house and take a shower and everything's over or take a bath. In the time of the Mishnah, there wasn't that. It wasn't true. So the Amerikats was a very, um, it, it, it was a lucrative business. And it was a business that people would go to, 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 to let off steam, literally, to enjoy themselves, to even socialize. Those were closed even before when it's a difficult time. When it's super difficult, when it's true a time, Masriyan or Matriyin, when it's time to, to, to actually have that intense period, then we don't just close the bathhouses. Noalim et hachaniyot. We close what? We close the stores. We close stores as well. So the stores are closed as, as well. No business takes place. Now, however, there's a, a, a caveat to that, which is Ubisheni on Mondays. Remember, it's Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, Monday. On every Monday, matim, matim is like to be nota. Now, remember what a store was. <laughs> a store was not like going into uh, uh, Dominic's Jewel or ShopRite. You just open up and you go in. They were small. And basically, you had one guy behind the counter and he would he would have like a table in front of him and sometimes there was room for you to enter in the store most of the time you'd stand in front of it uh 
And there was a, maybe a side door to get in, but you would point to what you wanted and he'd put it down. So matim means we lean the doors open, like note, to be mate, like a stick, which is called a mate because you actually use it to place down and your note, to staff. It's actually crooked in a sense. It's not like a shavit, which is which is which is which is straight. Matim, like the word mate or mita that you lay down on, because right, the same word. Matim means there's like a leaning, a slight opening right before it gets dark for people to buy what they need. On Thursday, however. On Thursday, I'm skipping around, I'm sorry. On Thursday, because it's a fast day, but the stores are closed, but Shabbos is coming. What does it say? Mutarin. We actually keep the stores open, Mipnei, for the sake of Kodesh Shabbat. Okay. Remember what I told you about in the Wayback Machine. So we, we're, we're getting an image of what it means when the city is under lockdown, a fast, not lockdown, but prayer down. What does it mean? It means people are, are, are in, clearly, as we're going to see, they were in the public places. They were praying, uh, and they were praying in a way, uh, and around them, everything was closed. Well, at least the stores were closed. Um, we opened them up special on, air, on Thursday because we know people have to buy for Shabbos. But it was a nobody was eating or drinking, and it was like a Yom Kippur situation. That's what the Mishnah. We go back to the Mishnah that we were referring to, the Mishnah that we're that we're we're going to see the Gemara about in a minute again. That's now we get the full picture of what it is. Ir shiyesh badever. Let's go back again. What happens there? Misane umatraat. The fast, and the fast is the way it was described earlier. The complete nine yards of the fasting. The whole city is in a, is in a state of lockdown in a way. People are not eating, drinking, or uh, uh, and it's starting at the night before. It seems to be, I would say, Mondays and Thursdays. There's special types of prayers. I'm not going to get into that right now, but the prayers were done with the the shofar blast and the places around it also recognize what was going on. What's the machlokas for Bikiva and the Chachamim? Again, we'll deal with that in a different point. Why the cities around it, you know, they, they show solidarity, but they don't necessarily are in the same crisis mode. Okay, so now we've done our background. It took a long time, but we did our background, and now we can go back to the Gemara. So let's go back to the Gemara. So we go back to where we started, and here it is. And now we have the Brisa. Tana Rabbonon, Tafresh, right? So, remember what we saw in the Mishnah? 500, a point, it's basically the death rate is six-tenths of a percent. So, ear hamotzia chamesh meot ve'elef ragle. Okay. So, remember what the Mishnah said? The ear that has 500. What about a city 
like what that has chamesh meot ve'elef. Okay, do your math. That's chamesh meot is five hundred. Elif is a thousand. A city that has five hundred and a thousand. That's fifteen hundred. Ragli people that are engaged in the city. Now the Brisa gives an example. Kigon Kfar Ako. Okay, that city's still around. That's one of the, the right. It's called in Eretz Yisrael. It's it's called Acre. I don't know why exactly. I guess in Greek they called it Acre or Acra. That's Akko. Um, and it's a port city in Eretz Yisrael. Akko has had fifteen hundred people. So if it's fifteen hundred people, do the math. Viotsuimena. How many people were taken out of the city? And now we understand they were taken out of the city, I guess, to be buried. Tisha Mesim Bishloshiyomim Zacharze. So it would be nine deaths total in the space of three days. Now, I don't know if it has to be three a day. It sounds, I would say that based on the Mishnah, um, and that would be three each day. So we have nine deaths in three days in a 1500 city. Hareze Dever. But now, look at this. This is going to blow your mind. I don't know if it's going to blow your mind, but you're going to find it difficult. Let's say nine people die in one day. The city of 1,500 people, there are nine deaths in one day. Now, let's step back for a minute. Now, what does that mean, nine deaths? Does that mean nine people died of old age? Right? Obviously not. We're not talking about people, right? Again, you have to sort of like understand were these people ill? Were, were these were these people anyway close to death? It's not so strange for nine people to die in a city of 1,500, is it? So we're not talking about dying of old age. We're talking about people that did not have a pre-existing condition that we, I guess, knew about that was killing them. They weren't cancer victims, but they died, and we don't understand exactly why they died. It's not clear to us why they died. So. What's the din? If nine of them die in one day, oh, bedawad yamim. Or let's say it's not three days, but it's over four days. Ain ze dever. So we don't go into crisis mode. We don't do everything that we just learned about. It's not called dever. Okay. Um. That this, like I said, why not? Maybe you should say for sure it's Dever, right? Why is not why is that not called a Dever, right? Why is that called? I mean, we look at Rashi. We go up here to try to find out. There is Rashi says nothing on this. Um, Rashi just tells us that the fifteen hundred city, or we're going to see in a minute, the city of of of. Rashi just says it's got to be Meis Echad Bechol Yom. That's a city of 500 that's coming up. But why shouldn't that be a Dever? Let's think about that. Why is that called Dever? It seems to be worse. Let's read it again. Biyom Echad. Nine people die mysteriously. They weren't ill. 
Nine people died in this town in one day. We don't go into crisis mode. Hmm. And if it lasts over four days, we also say it's not a crisis. What could be the rationale? So it seems that part of this is, is this God wanting us to happen? In other words, let me say it better. Is God punishing us and wants us to respond? Well, Rashi said nothing on this, but we look here at Rabbeinu Gershom. You can see Rabbeinu Gershom. I'm not 100% sure if this is truly Rabbeinu Gershom. Rabbeinu Gershom is a, um, a very famous historical figure in the time of the Talmud, in the time of the Roshonim. Uh, he was Rashi's teacher's teacher. He has a nickname, and those of you might have heard, it's called Moora Gola, the light of the exiles. In other words, he was of the diaspora. He was the great power, and, and we know the Cherem of Rabbeinu Gershom. I'm not sure if this is truly from Rabbeinu Gershom or not, but it's probably from that French uh, school of Talmud study. Let's take a look at what we see here from the, it's called Rabbeinu Gershom. Let's take a look. If it's in one day, Ein Zedever. Da'akroi ba'almahu. It's not called Dever. Let's see it again. Why? Da'akroi. Akroi comes from the word carry. The Torah writes that a number of times in, in Parshas Bechukosai. Kerry, of course, um, is also a term about Kerry as someone who had a nocturnal emission, but it means a happening. Mikra. Oh, it happened. It occurred. It wasn't planned. Akroi ba'alma. Oh, it's just something that happened. Akroi ba'alma. <laughs> wow. Nine people died, and you don't understand why? That's just Akroi Ba'alma, according to the Talmud, according to the Brisa. It's Akroi. And if it's four days, if nine die over four days, Gershon tells us, Meruchokim, it's too many days. So let's think about this. Nine in one day, well, that's weird. One each, three each day is... God is killing off people. God kills nine in one day, or God allows nine to die. That's weird. But if there's now going to be three, 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 oh, that's where we're saying, oh, that's the finger of God. Let's see another, okay, let's take a look at the next uh, piece here. The Brisa goes on. Which is what the Mishnah talked about, a city of 500. And they gave us an example. Kavar Amiko. <laughs> the town of Amiko at 500. And again, Yotsumimena. And what was taken out of that town in the funeral procession? Shloshamesim Begimel Yamim. One a day. Each day. Right? Each day. 
every day another death. One death each day. But biomecha the same the same idea one day o ba'ar bayamim or four days ain zedever the same principle uh and here we see rashi quoting the very same thing we saw in gershom akroi ba'almahu it's just a happenstance um so the hand of God means a certain type of reaction. Now, I'm going to do one last thing before we stop today. That's the end of the Brisa. Here's an actual story that occurred. Drokeret. A city called Drokeret. Might not be famous to you. But it was actually the, the place a lot of Rabbonim lived in this city called Drokeret or Drokrat. <laughs> Drokarat. Like the word Karat is this is, is Aramaic for a city. Kar, karta is a Aramaic for a city. So Drokarat was an ear Hamotsia Chomesh Meos Raglehabe. It was a city that had five hundred people in it. And what happened? And they had three that died under Dever type of conditions in one day. So, Goza Rav Nachman Baravchista Tainisa. Rav Nachman, the son of Ravchista. Ravchista was one of the most brilliant and sometimes cantankerous, although his name sounds like chesed, uh, Rabbonim that we knew. He was called a takif, a tough guy. He was the Rosh Hashiva, officially of Surah. And his son was Nachman, the son of Chista. So Nachman, the son of Chista, said, I'm going to be Gozeratinus. Three people that not like the Brysa, remember? The Brysa said, in one day, it's not a, it's not a fast day. You don't pull out all stops. But Nachman said, three died. This is Dever. We're going to go into crisis mode. Everybody, we're going to be fasting this Monday or this Thursday. Fasting and seemingly with the chauffeur and everything. So, Omar of Nachman Bar Yitzchok. So Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok said, hmm, he seemed to knew what would Nachman bar two Nachmans, Nachman bar Yitzchok and Nachman bar Chista, Nachman bar Rav Chista, Nachman bar Yitzchok. He says, "Oh, you must be a Rav Meir person, Kiman. Who are you doing this like?" The Brises said, "Don't do it. It must be. You must base it on something that you're 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 saying we should all fast today. It must be." Kiram. Kiram means, you can guess, it has to be some, you need to base it on someone because you obviously went against, you went against the Brisa. Kiram means like Rabbi Meir. Where did Rabbi Meir say anything? So, we're going to see. 
What did Rav Meir say? The Omar, Rav Meir was on record. What was he on record? The Omar that he said, Richak Negichotav Chayav Kirav Negichotav or in Ashkenazis, Richak Negichotav Negichotav Richak, say that 20 times fast, Richak Negichotav Chayav Kirav Negichotav Lo What's this? Chavshin is Kol Shekain. Kol Shekain is another way of saying for sure. Kalvachomer, so to speak. Kol Shekain, for sure. Okay, well, now that we read it, what the heck does it mean? So, a Negicha is being pushed and damaged by the horns of an animal. That's what negicha is. Negicha is a, 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 a goring, as we say, of an animal. We know that if an animal, Rashi gives us the background. I'm just going to do it quickly for you since we're running out of time. We know that a, a, an ox is, me, is usually meant to be a docile animal. And therefore, if the ox damages that's unusual. And even though normally you have to control your animals, we say, the Torah says, well, that's unusual. You're only, you get off by only paying half the amount of the damage. That's called chatzinezek, half of the damage. If, however, your ox has gored three times, so that now proves that your ox is not a docile one. And you should be very careful about it. And if your ox damages anything or kills another animal or damages anything, you're going with, with its goring, not just walking and, and, and eating, but actually through an attack, we say that you need to uh, control that. And we blame you for damage caused by your animal completely. That's called a shor hamuad. And the reason it's called muad is because we already have, like, from the word aid, mem, vav, ayin, dalit is like the word ayin, dalit. There's, there's been a testimony. There's been, a, 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 there's been a, a, an inquiry. And we know for a fact that your shore has killed or gored three other times. Okay. How do you establish that this animal is a dangerous animal? So Rav Meir said, even though originally it said it's, it gores on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the animal gores on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it's now been established this animal, if it ever gores again, the owner has to pay the complete amount. So Rav Meir said, that's Richak Nigichosov. That means Richak, from the word Rochok. It gored 24 hours from each other. Sunday at 10 o'clock, Monday, 10 o'clock, Tuesday, 10 o'clock. It was 24 hours from each act of violence. You now are going to tell me about this shore, that it's a violent shore, and you got to therefore watch it. And so, Richak Nigichosov Chayav, what would be if it, in, on one Sunday it gored three times? 
Kirav Nigichosov, if it gores on one day and it gores three times in one day, Kirav, again, let's see the words, Lo Koshikain, which in English we would translate, is it not more so? So Mayer felt that we can establish the reality doesn't have to happen one day in a row. If it happens in one day, three days in a row, one day, if that occurs, we have a dangerous animal. So Nachman said, Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, that's what you're using the same principle for Dever. Look what the Gemara is doing here. <laughs> the Gemara is taking a legal uh, situation, connecting it to a very intense prayer, morality, appeal to God situation, but we're saying, is God bringing a dever? Is this God, or is this a dever? Mayor says, so we're using mayor from Babakama, mayor from the laws of establishing what an ox is, and saying, you see, the mayor felt that if it happens in one day, it definitely shows what's happening here. You have got a violent shore. If God lashes out and three people die in one day, we definitely have a deber. Which would imply that if you disagree with Mayer, if you say, like, and Rashi points out who disagrees, Rabbi Yehuda, who says it has to happen over three days, Yehuda would say, look, he had a bad day today. This doesn't show that this animal is a violent animal and you have to and you always need to control it. On this day it had some bad catnip. On this day it got crazy. On this day something it woke up on the wrong side of the bed and killed and gored three animals. That doesn't mean it's going to be this way tomorrow. But if the pat Yehuda felt, but if it gores today and the next day and the next day that shows you that this is a new reality. This is a gorer, and therefore you've got to control it. The same idea we are extracting to people dying. It sounds cruel, but this is a legalistic way to look at what does it mean the hand of God is affecting us. If nine people die, or if three people die in one day, or nine people die in the 1500 city in one day, it doesn't mean that God is unleashing a plague. Something was unusual. Not that God woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but something terrible is something that was here. There's something about these deaths that, but it's not that God is saying, Jewish people in this city, you must all do tshuva. You must close the stores. You need to fast. You need to stop. There's something about those nine people that something that happened. We can't figure it out exactly, but it's some sort of situation. But if it happens in a pattern, three each day in the 1500 city, or one each day, then it's like the Shoramuid. Something's changed. God is angry. This is here. We need to now do something to appease God and try to change the situation. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.